once a year I will have commentary or mini-sermons on the parts of the liturgy in order to teach why we uh, do the particular uh, uh, service that we do. Today happens to be that Sunday. Let us begin. Following the hymn, the divine service begins with the invocation. Let there be no doubt upon whom we are calling. It is the one and only true God, the Father, the Son, and our Holy Spirit. Our spiritual life began with our new birth in holy baptism, and so we begin each day remembering our baptism with the sign of the cross. And so the divine service always begins with a return to God's washing us at the font. In today's Holy Gospel, Jesus comes to a market. Ten lepers lift up their voice, and our God still comes to us today in word and sacrament, and we lift up our voices. The scriptures exhort us to do this in Psalm 50, 15, saying, Call upon me at the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you will honor me. Now the lepers today, they will cry out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Joseph, the spouse of the Virgin Mary, was directed to give Mary's child the name Jesus because it was he who would save his people from their sins. That's what it means. So we begin saying our help is in the name of the Lord. We know he is Jesus. He's the promised Messiah. The leopards called him Master as well because he is the one who made heaven and earth. The second person of the Trinity, you see, comes in human flesh. He's the one through whom all things were made. They complete their cry to Jesus with the words, Have mercy on us. The lepers understand that they do not merit or deserve this request. They ask for what they don't deserve. Even before the pastor makes his entrance up into the altar area, he uses the words of the introit and We're quick to confess our sins because God will promise to give us forgiveness. Psalm 32, 5 says, I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Now at God's direction, we have placed a man into the pastoral office. That pastor is to be God's representative and, well, he is to speak for God. Jesus told him, if you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. So with the exercise of the keys, we hear the words of the one who stands in the stead of Jesus and says, I forgive you all your sins. Hymn 203.
name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgive the iniquity of my sins. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor merciful sinner, confess you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your punishment now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them, and it is really repentant of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the whole universe and bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, as a called or named servant of the Word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead, and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The angels. Jews of their leprosy, the lepers have to stay away. With the preparation completed now, we follow the pastor as he bows and enters into the holy place, the place where God is giving out his gifts. So we use today's intro. It's from Psalm 84. We rejoice that we can draw near to our God. We are blessed that we are among God's people. We're in his house. We're going into his courts and into his tabernacle. And there's no other place we would rather be. Now, though we are forgiven, we're never done with asking God for mercy, Kyrie. That's what God's people do. The collect, then we will soon pray, in which we ask God for perpetual mercy. Following that is the first canticle, the great canticle called the Glory Next Chelsea. The first line is from the Christmas story. The pastor chants the words as God's angelic messenger saying, Glory be to God on high. And we know that the shepherds received Thus we complete that line, responding, and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. And so with this great hymn, we praise God for who he is and what he has done. He's the king of all creation. His son takes away the sin of the world, and the Holy Spirit is holy with them. Finally, the prayer of the day, the colleague collects the themes of the readings into one prayer. Today's hop for the 14th Sunday after Trinity, has us pray the word, keep. Keep. Keep your church and keep us ever by your help. This prayer ought to let us know that we are in great danger. Yes, we've already become God's children, but we need to maintain our place. Keep it. The scriptures often exhort us not to just come to faith, but remain in the faith. Revelation 2. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. And Matthew 10, he who endures to the end will be saved. The intro. Oh God, 
mankind without you cannot but fail. Keep us ever by your help. From all things hurtful and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. In the Holy Gospel from Luke 17, we see ten men who begin well. Despite their leprosy, they seem to be doing everything right. However, by the end of the story, we hear the disappointing words of our Savior. Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Twice we pray, keep us, O Lord, so that we might continue to return and give thanks. Not only do we have the devil and the world of other sinful men against us, but even here we see physical healing can take us away from our Lord. In the epistle from Galatians 5, we see the believer in Christ who is being led by the Spirit, also being tempted by the lust of the flesh. The colic reminds us of our danger, the frailty of mankind. Now that's our sinful nature. St. Paul clearly identifies a long list of words of the flesh which entice us to leave God behind. Because we are weak, we quickly succumb and do not do the things we did at first. By ourselves, we cannot but fail. So our only hope and help is the Lord. The introit, Psalm 84, called God our shield from danger. The Old Testament, reading from Proverbs 4.13, clearly tells us, take hold of instruction and do not let go. The Holy Spirit can be trusted to keep us. And thus, St. Paul instructs us, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. When he lists the fruits of the Spirit that the Holy Spirit produces in us, we know right away that with the Holy Spirit we have nothing to fear. He will keep us from all things hurtful, and he will lead us to all things profitable to our salvation. Hear, my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered, and when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction and do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on, for they do not sleep unless they have done evil, and their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence, but the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. 
the way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and a health to all their flesh. Keep your heart from all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. This is the word of the Lord. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. Now it happened as Jesus went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then, as he entered a certain village, there met him ten lepers who stood afar off. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned, and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. 
Your faith has made you well. This is the Gospel of the Lord. With the Nicene Creed, we profess our ancient Christian faith. It does not change from week to week, either or either from year to year, it is the same. It includes all that we need to know about our God, who he is, and what he has done for us. Our Father has created heaven and earth. His Son has redeemed us by his precious blood, and the Holy Spirit is working to keep us in the true faith. And with the hymn of the day, we profess the same theme as before. Having been saved, we return to give God thanks. And we do not want to fall away. Hymn 436. All creatures of our God and King, lift up your voice with us and sing. The sermon gives the pastor an opportunity to deliver the scriptural messages of law and gospel and apply them to your life. The offertory, Create in Me, from Psalm 51, is the second canticle. And so having heard the words of law, we ask to be renewed. Having believed the gospel, we pray, restore to me the joy of your salvation. And then with the prayer of the church, we ask for all those things that we know that we need from God's instruction. We pray for the church. We pray for the servants of the word. We pray for the governing authorities that justice and peace might abound. We pray for the home and the family and the daily vocation of parents. We pray for those who are in danger or need. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets, and I believe in one holy Christian apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the Lord God.
Our sermon text is from St. Luke, chapter 17, verse 5. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God has come upon us. The Samaritan who returned to praise and thank God realized that even the Old Testament sacrificial system, the temple with all its sacrifices, the priests and their jobs just did not compare with Jesus Christ come in the flesh. The body of Jesus, that is the temple of God's presence. The body of Jesus is the sacrifice for which we freely give thanks and praise. This Samaritan had been set free from his bondage to leprosy. He's no longer bound to the old law. He's not walking according to the flesh. He's living by the fruit of the spirits. So again, we see the Samaritan's praise and thanksgiving of which there is no law. We are burdened by the leprosy of our sin, a sin which clings to our sinful nature. We stand far off from God's presence. But having heard about the Christ, we have called upon him in our day of trouble. He has heard our cry and delivered us from our sins. Furthermore, he has even promised to work out all things for our good. So come back. Come back to the Christ who has heard your cry for mercy. Come and hear the words, rise and go. Your faith has saved you. You are cleansed of your sins. Your body has been made whole. You are free. And so go in the strength, the peace, and the joy of the Lord. Come soon to receive Christ's body and blood. And being joined towards him, live. Live toward the work and the beauty that God will fulfill in you for himself and for others. Yes, go. You are free. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Create in me. Page 143. Almighty God, everlasting Father, we give thanks to you that you have had mercy upon us, that you've cleansed us of the disease of our sin by your Son, Jesus. And through that same Son, you have provided everything that we need to support this body of life. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Give to your church the Holy Spirit so that we do not gratify the desires of the sinful nature and fall into unthankfulness. Move us to give you thanks and praise at all times and in all places, and give us the desire to dwell in your house all the days of our life and to seek you for every good thing. 
We bring before you our Bishop James, our pastors Michael and Gary, and we ask that they would freely give out your gifts, showing mercy even to those who are unthankful. Bless our early childhood learning center and our director, Keeley. Let us pray to the Lord. O Lord in heaven, govern the nations of the world. Endow our President Joe, our Governor J.B., our Mayor Steve, federal and state legislators, and all our leaders with grace to rule for the maintenance of goodness and the hindrance of evil. Protect those who serve in the armed forces, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, our police officers, especially Daniel and Alex, that they all may diligently carry out their duties and be protected from harm and danger. For those who suffer from domestic violence, both the victims and the violent, we ask that they may receive the care and healing that they need, that the people of God would be moved to acts of compassion to aid those who are in distress. Let us pray to the Lord. Bless our shut in Carolyn, our elderly Violet and Tom. Provide for the needs of Kevin, Stan, Jack, Levi, Jennifer, Victor, and Marcia. Uh, we give thanks that uh, Phil had some successful procedures this week. Be with our students, Sarah, Sadie, Jonathan, Kara, Alexis, Ashley, Benjamin, and Jacob. Uh, we ask also that you would be with Violet Tall. Uh, she got word of her sister uh, having a heart attack. We ask that you would uh, comfort her and be with her at the hospital. Gracious Lord, in the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood, you give us a foretaste of the feast to come as you bestow upon us your immeasurable gifts of forgiveness and life and salvation. So by your word and spirit, unite us in true faith, all who this day receive your Son's body and blood, that we may proclaim Christ's death until he comes. Let us pray to the Lord. O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the suffering and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. You may be seated. Now it is time to do what our Lord has commanded us to do on the very night in which he was given over for our offenses to take away our sin. You see, in his great love for us, he quite solemnly told us, do this in remembrance of me. And so by these words, we are not simply to engage in thinking about him, but we're to remember and then receive his gifts. He desires that we bear in mind that he purchased our salvation through his sacrificial death. But more than that, he tells us that in this meal he is giving to us his body and his blood for the forgiveness of sins. We should take, eat, and drink a bit of all of you for the forgiveness of sins. Now the early church rightly called the service of Lord's Supper by the words, the Eucharist. Eucharist simply means giving thanks. You see, there is no better way to give thanks than to receive the fruits 
of his work of redemption. With the preface and the common preface, the Spirit-enabled pastor leads us, saying, turn away from earthly things and lift up our hearts with thanksgiving. The church praises our Lord with the third canticle, the Sanctus. This canticle combines the hosannas of Palm Sunday with the holy, holy, holy angelic praises of God found in Isaiah chapter 6. The pastor leads us in praying the Lord's Prayer and then consecrates the meal with the words of institution. Pointing to the body and blood of Christ, he announces, The peace of the Lord be with you always. The church sings the fourth canticle, the Agnus Dei. As John the Baptist pointed to Jesus, so now we too acknowledge our Lord's presence among us and we ask for perpetual mercy. Revelation, when John uh, approached the throne, it said that there was silence for about half an hour. In our society, there is very seldom silence, uh, a time to listen, to approach. About 60 seconds, a little bit more, of silence before we begin uh, the service of Holy Communion. We stand. The Lord be with you. by his glorious resurrection, open to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying,
Lord of heaven and earth, we praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, He gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. We give thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. time on the way home today, or even at lunch, to speak about what you learned in the Lord's instruction this day. It will reinforce that which you learned, and it will encourage even a more active listening when you know you'll want to speak about it later. Some weeks, there are extra opportunities to receive the Lord's gifts, to be strengthened, to resist the lusts of the sinful flesh. If you're able, come and receive those gifts. But either way, begin and end your day with prayer. Take each time each day to read, take time each day to read the word and to pray to your heavenly Father. For as the today's proverb says, do not let them depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart. And as the communion psalm began, you have given us bread from heaven, O Lord. So I say, let us receive our daily bread with thanksgiving.